Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we conclude our study of Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Before we deal with this passage specifically, understand that prayer is not one of the pieces of armor. Paul is not saying that prayer is a weapon. It is mentioned in the context of spiritual war and the armor of God, and it's meant to be used in the midst of battle. But it is not a piece of the armor and it is not a weapon. He doesn't say to put on prayer. And you don't aim prayer at the enemy and pull some imaginary spiritual trigger. You can discover the true function of prayer studying this passage along with other Bible passages that teach us about the proper function of prayer in the life of a believer. Please listen to Pastor Harris as he delivers today's portion of this week's message entitled, Praying Always. Well, come with me now to um, Ephesians chapter 6. And today is farewell to Ephesians for us for this series. It's impossible to study this book without being enriched in your spiritual growth. I chose Ephesians to follow our study in the Sermon on the Mount because it is uh, Jesus proclaiming the real meaning of the law, and the whole meaning of the law is to point us to our Savior, and Ephesians explains as well as anything in the Bible what we have in Christ. Remember that phrase, in Christ, is the theme of this book, Uh, about 27 times it occurs there. It is such an enriching book, three chapters of fantastic doctrine of salvation, three chapters of fantastic application of the doctrine of salvation. The final stroke of the Apostle Paul's brush as he finishes his picture of the Christian life paints prayer into the the picture. Now, as we've entered this last section, we know that it is uh, themed with warfare. Chapter 6, verses 10 through 12 introduces the spiritual war into which you were thrust when you identified with Jesus Christ. And then verses 13 through 17 in chapter 6 that we saw last time describes the armor that God gives to us for this battle. Verses 18 through 20 are grammatically connected to the passage concerning the armor, but there really is a different emphasis there. Now, if you're looking at the New American Standard Bible that we usually use, you will um, notice that they begin a new sentence at verse 18, that you should um, um, uh, pray at all times. But actually, it's a continuation of a sentence. There's a comma in the Greek, and it continues on with praying always. The point is, We are to wear the armor while we are praying. We are to pray while we wear the armor. We are to wear the armor and pray as we live in the midst of a spiritual war uh, that is living as a Christian in a world 
that hates Christians and Christ. So uh, 13 through 17 concerning the armor, that's the Word of God directed to man concerning the battle and what He has given us for the battle. When we get to verse 18, we begin discussing the Word of man directed to God in the midst of the battle. Now, any time that anybody writes or speaks on prayer, it always hits humble, prayerful people right between the eyes. Uh, most things written or preached on prayer make people feel discouraged about not praying enough or somehow not doing it right. And I hate that. I didn't come this morning to discourage you. I came to encourage you that however you pray, praise God. Do it more if you want. That's good. Whatever your habits are, great. If, if God prompts you to do more, that's fine. But God loves it when you pray. Enjoy the privilege. Be encouraged and, and keep doing it. Now, before we dive into our text, I mentioned this is grammatically connected to what we just read about the armor of God. It continues the same sentence. But I want you to understand prayer is not one of the pieces of armor. Paul is not saying that prayer is a weapon. He does not identify it as one of the pieces of armor. Those were all helmet, sword, shield, belt, etc. No such thing with prayer. Now it is mentioned in the context of spiritual war. It's in the context of the the battle that is before us, but it's not part of the armor, and it's not a weapon. With the, with the pieces of the armor, he said, put this on, and put that on, and add this to it. He doesn't say, and put on prayer. You don't aim prayer at the enemy and pull some imaginary spiritual trigger to launch an attack. Um, that's not what this is saying. Now, I point that out to combat a common misrepresentation. In some corners, it is very popular to say something like, prayer is the greatest weapon of our warfare. Now, what's the problem with saying that? Well, it isn't accurate, because it isn't what the text on the armor says, and it almost always goes hand-in-hand hand with bad doctrine. People who say things like, prayer is your greatest weapon, are usually superstitious and mystical about prayer rather than being biblical. They believe things like, well, if I haven't prayed enough today, maybe I'm putting myself at risk for a demonic attack. Well, that's a subtle form of trusting in your works. I didn't pray enough, therefore... I'm not strong enough. Your, your spiritual self safety and well-being is not dependent upon your prayers as the object. If you pray that way, then you've shifted your trust from God to your prayers. Uh, you're not saved by your prayers. You're saved by the grace of God, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. You're not kept by your prayers. You're kept by the power of God. Praying is very important. 
and you should be praying, as our text says, well, always, everywhere, and in every circumstance. But to say that prayer is your greatest weapon would be like putting a soldier through boot camp and then saying, now here's your walkie-talkie, and this is your greatest weapon. Very important to be able to communicate with headquarters, but no battle has ever been won by bonking the enemy over the head with a radio. I just think about the analogy. It's not a weapon. It's a tool, but it's not one of the weapons. You certainly don't call the enemy on your radio, and yet that is an anti-biblical and terribly foolish practice. I would call it a dangerous practice. Some writers and speakers tell Christians that in their prayers, they should command Satan to be bound, or they should command demons to go away. Absolutely not. If you look over to the little book of Jude, there's this interesting little reference in verses 9 and 10. But Michael the archangel, he's sort of the commander-in-chief of the angelic forces of God. Michael the archangel, when he disputed with the devil and argued about the body of Moses. You know where that's described in the Old Testament? It's not. It's only described here. Here's a detail of an event from the Old Testament that was written 1,400 years later. The Bible is really cool about putting this together. But we don't know what this argument, what this dispute was about. But he disputed with the devil and argued about the body of Moses. But Michael did not dare pronounce against him, whom? The devil, a railing judgment, but said, the Lord rebuke you. But these men, that refers to some false teachers in the latter part of the first century, these men revile the things which they do not understand. They were speaking to the devil, speaking to demons, and even Michael wouldn't do that. So who do we think we are? Now, let's look at this wonderful passage, titled it very cleverly, straight from the text, Praying Always. And here's how we're going to look at this, verses 18 through 24. We're going to finish the rest of the book. The four alls of prayer, the apostolic example of prayer, and then Christian greetings. The four alls of prayer. When you see a word repeated four times in one sentence, it's a theme, all right? All is the theme of this this verse, Ephesians 6, 18. Praying at all times with all prayer and petition in the Spirit, and to this end being on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. Let's look at those four alls. And I realized, not while I was putting this together, not while I was writing it, not when I printed it, not when I went over it, not when I edited it, not when I went over it again this morning, but while I was preaching in the first first service, I thought, you don't have the alls in order that they occur. All right, work with me here. We can do this. All number one is the variety of prayer. It's the second occurrence of the word all. All prayer and petition. 
two words that uh, very much overlap. Prayer is the most general word for prayer. It, it describes any communication directed toward God. It can be a prayer for help, a prayer of confession, a prayer of profession of faith, a prayer of adoration of God, a prayer of thanksgiving, a prayer of intercession for somebody else. It's the most generic word for prayer. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.